name is Sherry Wilson, and I'm here to fill your ears with the best business content I can give you while you work out, commute, clean your house. Anything to help you work your biz like a boss. Hey guys, welcome to Work Your Biz Like a Boss, and we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, and that is body language or nonverbal communication. Now, a lot of people don't realize that 93% of our communication is actually not spoken. It is through body language, and it is something that we use every day without even realizing it, from our facial expressions to our body language, Nonverbal cues play a significant role in how we communicate with others, but I would also like to add how people receive our communication. And so when it comes to persuasive communication, nonverbal cues, nonverbal communication make all of the difference. Now, I also want you to know that I am speaking to you from a social introvert perspective, which can sound like an oxymoron, but let me explain what it means. Being a social introvert means that if I have to be social, I can. I can turn on the socialization. I can use body language. I can communicate well. um, I can communicate directly, but I have to have time alone to recharge. I can only handle so much interaction socially versus extroverts who they thrive, they love being around people and communicating. In fact, they don't do well if they don't have social interactions. So if you're a social introvert like me, you know that you have to have alone time in order to refresh. In fact, when you leave events where you've had to have a lot of communication with people and socialization, when you get to the car, it's like the first thing you do is sigh in relief. (laughs) So here's some uh, powerful ways that you can harness nonverbal communication and persuading. These are things I do teach in my uh, course, Persuade Like a Boss, and I do have um, on my website, I think it's Increase Your Persuasion Skills, and I go into some of this. But if you really want to take a deep dive, my Persuade Like a Boss, it's actually part of a bundled course with Brand Like a Boss, and it's like 97 bucks for both, which by the way, I'll be creating a time management course that will be added to that soon. Okay, so back to body language. The first thing is eye contact. It's one of the most important nonverbal cues and persuasive communication because it shows confidence and trustworthiness and it helps establish a connection between you and your listener. But a lot of people, if you don't give enough eye contact, will think that you're being secretive, dishonest, and possibly shady. So you want to make sure that you maintain eye contact during a conversation so that you can build rapport, you can establish credibility, but not too much, or people think you're being too direct direct and you'll make them uncomfortable. So general rule of thumb, two thirds of the conversation, there needs to be a direct eye contact, unless you're dealing with cultures like Asian cultures, where that's considered rude, or you can tell that your eye contact is making someone else uncomfortable comfortable, you can adjust as you go. Posture is another important nonverbal cue in persuasive communication. You need to stand up straight with your shoulders back because that conveys confidence and authority while slouching 
or leaning in can indicate nervousness or a lack of conviction. So a strong upright posture will help you convey your message with clarity and conviction. And I also recommend that you do not cross your arms over your body. That is considered a closed posture and you'll get fewer yeses and you'll actually prohibit good rapport. Unless you're marrying someone else, maybe then, but I'm usually a proponent of no closed body language. That includes holding anything in front of you. You want to keep it open. Now, gestures are an effective way to emphasize key points and engage your audience. So using hand gestures to illustrate your words can help your audience visualize what you're saying, make your message more memorable, but you want to avoid distracting or excessive gestures because then people get all distracted and they don't hear you. So what I mean by that is you want to be careful of not being too intense. I remember I went to a meeting once where a guy was teaching some Google concepts and he kept banging his hand with his other hand in such emphasis. And then he jutted his head forward and his whole body language just made him look like he was really angry. Come to find out he's going through a divorce. So he probably was pretty ticked off, but it distracted me. I don't even know what all he said. And not only that, I was noticing in the audience, especially people with my personality, that deep personality, we're all sitting back like, I don't know what your problem is, but I have no interest in hearing anything you have to say, where it can cause people like myself and deep personalities to kind of feel a little bit of aggression. Um, like, what's your problem? You know, <laughs> so you just want to make sure that you stay within your box as far as your person. Don't be slapping people, you know, upside the head with your hands flailing about. But you also don't want to be so controlled in your gestures that you're like a robot. I know it can sound crazy. Again, I've got some free training or you can get that bundle for $97 and it will help you. But I'm just trying to give you some of the things that you need so that you can persuade powerfully. Okay, so tone of voice. It is crucial in persuasive communication. So you want a confident and assertive tone that conveys conviction and then can persuade your audience to take action. A hesitant or unsure tone can convey uncertainty and undermine your message. So be sure to vary your tone to keep your audience engaged and convey different emotions as needed. But here's a little extra bonus. Certain personalities are very sensitive to tone. So if you have a team or if you're working with other people in, let's say, a project or whatever, if you have a tone of contempt or talking down to, uh, there are a lot of people, like 65% or more of the population, they will notice that and it will actually create a lot of problems for you. So if you feel a lack of confidence with the people you're working for, or you're trying to figure out why they made a mistake that cost uh, a lot of time and a lot of money, you don't want to approach them with that type of tone. You can solve the why later. For right now, it's like, hey, we understand a mistake has been made. Let's get this thing fixed. Let's get this thing back on course. And then we can discuss what happened later. And then that will allow the person to have time to think, okay, how did this happen? It'll allow you time to cool off but really be watchful of your tone. And then later when you sit down to go over what happened, there's a conciliatory environment, you know, a tone of, okay, let's put our heads together and let's figure out how to fix this and then put things in place so it doesn't happen again. And then the final thing is facial expression. So your facial expressions 
are going to convey a range of emotions from joy and excitement to anger and frustration. One of the best things you can do is smile and do it in a genuine way. So it helps put your audience at ease. It creates a positive atmosphere, but it has to be genuine because if you give a fake smile and that's where your cheeks don't lift, it doesn't go to your eyes and you can feel it. Just try it now. Okay, you know how that feels like? Now, think of the last joke you heard or the last cat video or dog video you watched. Kind of chuckle a little bit. You feel how your eyes crinkle and your cheeks lift. That's a genuine smile. And, and, and I mean, I, this sounds so ridiculous, but I had to practice smiling, guys. No joke. I would um, smile every time I entered a room. Uh, for a while. And then I would smile at people at the store, which that was like, you know, getting your masters. And now I smile at strangers and I smile at people at events. Frowning or scowling is a threat signal. It can create a negative, negative atmosphere, or it can actually make people think that they're in danger, even though they're probably not. So you really want to be careful with that, especially if you're like my family and we seem to have the frown that's passed down. So you want to be really careful of that. Be mindful of your facial expressions and use them to reinforce your message. So in conclusion, nonverbal communication is a powerful tool by harnessing the power of eye contact, um, posture, gestures, tone of voice, and facial expressions. You're going to be able to convey your message with clarity and conviction, establish credibility, and build rapport with your audience. So use these techniques to become a more effective communicator and achieve your persuasive goals. So if you go to Sherry Ann Wilson, Sherry with an uh, I and with an E.com, you'll uh, go to this blog post. You'll see the link for all courses bundled for $97 if you want more training, or it's right at the very top of my website as well. Okay, so I have more information included in this audio than I do with the written form, but there's still some really good tips there, and I will talk to you in the next couple weeks. Have you ever felt let down by a planner? Too many features you didn't need or not enough of the ones you did? Or maybe you're looking for a planner that goes beyond just organizing appointments and to-dos to actually help you design a life you love and achieve your goals. That's where my planners come in, designed specifically for your personality type. We have four different types, achiever, motivator, contemplator, and helper, each with a basic weekly layout to achieve your goals, but tailored to your specific needs. As an achiever, you'll get a happiness recipe, while contemplators have decision-making worksheets. Motivators can keep track of their tasks and loved ones' needs, and helpers can learn to say no graciously and avoid negative self-talk. Our clients rave about these planners, with one telling me the other day, I can see that this planner is going to help me reach my goals and design a life I love. So don't settle for a one-size-fits-all planner. Get one designed just for you and your unique personality. Go to personalityplanners.com, take the quiz, and find out which planner you need. I hope today's podcast gave you some actionable wisdom that you can do immediately for your business. I've got a lot more free training on my website at sherryannwilson.com. Sherry with an I and with an E. But before you go, please leave a kind review of this podcast. It's like giving me a hug in podcast world.
Work Your Biz Like a Boss is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph?